This is Prayer Room Companion, episode 76, recorded November 2nd, 2011. The Liturgy of the Hours. Welcome to Prayer Room Companion. I'm Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. Uh, and uh, Father, we're recording. It's, it's November is here. You know what that means, Father? It's cold. It means eggnog lattes at Starbucks. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, boy. I uh, called Starbucks at 6.30 this morning. Do you have eggnog lattes? Yes, we do. I will see you in a little bit. And I did. I love <laughs> eggnog lattes. Oh, the coffee addict. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I make my own, but the grocery store doesn't have eggnog yet. It's just only Starbucks has eggnog right now. So, uh, Are you going to try and buy eggnog from Starbucks and you can make your own and not nah, pay for I'll wait. It's, I, I'm, going, I'm not going to – this is a one-time – well, not a one-time deal, but I won't be doing this regularly. It was just they had it. Uh, I did inquire at Hy-Vee this week, and they said later this week. So I will be getting my own eggnog soon. Uh, today's, uh, by you the way, bake your own eggnog. Oh, that's I know. We, I, well, I've done it once before. My wife has done it before. It's too complicated. It too, it's too <laughs> so. Um, so you like your coffee, but not that much. I, I, uh, well, I don't like it homemade that much. Um, and it's nice to make it a seasonal thing. Anyway, speaking of seasons, by the way, happy belated solemnity from yesterday, Father. Um, and happy and whatever. Blessed all saints day to you as well. Thank you, and uh, and happy whatever rank today has because it's a little unclear, as we know. Oh, so happy, happy All Souls Day. Happy All Souls Day, Father. So, um, we uh, in the past. Is it proper to say happy when you're commemorating a day when you're remembering souls suffering in purgatory because of their attachment to sin? Yes, because they're going to be see God in all His glory very Amen. soon. Uh, soon and very soon <gasps> they are going to see the king um, <laughs> thank you very much uh, <laughs> so as, as uh, we've mentioned in the past we're always happy to get requests for topics um, from our listeners Dr. Uh, Burwell yes Father Andrew I'm just happy they said requests for topics because I'm afraid that most of the requests that we're probably getting are requests to be quiet. That may be. So thank you for not sending requests to cease and desist. Yeah. Um, speaking of cease and desist, we still need <laughs> a new name for our podcast before we get that uh, request. But that's uh, you just give someone an idea. Um, but but one one request uh, from Keith in Aurora, South Dakota. Uh, uh, Keith, you asked us to uh, ask for us to talk about the liturgy of the hours, and uh, and uh, Father Andrew and I both thought that'd be a great idea for a podcast. So that's going to be to the topic for today, um, as we'll see uh, momentarily, or as we will hear momentarily. Um, Father has to pray the liturgy of the hours, but all of us in the church are encouraged. Uh, to pray the liturgy of the hours, and so well, Father and I thought maybe a way to to get into this would be just talk about our our respective experiences of how we first came to um, encounter slash discover slash learn the liturgy of the hours, and then the ways that it has certainly in your case, Father, become a part of your prayer life, and 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 mine at times as well. Um, but because it is obligatory for you, Father, how about we uh, let you uh, kick this can down this road. Oh boy. Whatever. <laughs> Go. Metaphor fail. 
Metaphor uh, fail. Make metaphor fail now. So when I entered the seminary, one of the things that we all had to do or in part of that preparation was to buy a copy of the Liturgy of the Hours. I received my first copy of the Liturgy of the Hours on, I believe it was July 15th, 2000. July 15th, 2000. <laughs> all right. Because uh, my brother got married on July 16th, of right. 2000. Okay. And so we're having the rehearsal dinner and, uh, my, I, my brother said, you know, what do you, and like typically you give a uh, gift to like your uh, best man. My brother's like, what do you want? And I'm like, how about a copy of the Liturgy of the Hour since I'm going to seminary? And he and his uh, bride-to-be were pleased, pleased as punch uh, to buy that for me as a gift. Cool. Uh, and which uh, then I didn't really open until I got to seminary uh, about a month and a half later. Yes. Um and so we really just kind of – the thing I love about the Liturgy of the Hours or the way I learned Liturgy of the Hours is the best way to learn it is to do it with others who know it. Right, right. And so uh, my introductions, you know, they were, they were a little tough at times. I mean, depending if I sat next to someone who uh, maybe wasn't the most charitable. And, yes, sometimes seminarians aren't always nice and charitable. Um <laughs> And so uh, sitting next to uh, other guys and just, you know, flipping through the pages, learning it, and, and then just praying it then as part of regular uh, seminary life, morning prayer, uh, evening prayer, night prayer, different things. And starting out in a graduate way, there's, there, there's many things you could pray each day in the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, but so just kind of start out in a real gradual way uh, at the seminary. So maybe that's a good opportunity um... – well, actually, to talk about the basic structure and, and a little bit on the history and origins of the Liturgy of the Hours. But one thing before that, just a, a comment. You said the best way to learn is to pray with others. And really, uh, to me, that's a, that's a great um, philosophy or principle when it comes to our faith in general, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the way that we learn our faith, yeah, we can learn a lot about it by reading the catechism, reading scripture, so on. But really, it comes through the common experience of, of living it with other Catholics, with other Christians. Uh, so I think that the, I, I, did, I don't know, I, I really, that, that you threw that out with the Liturgy of the Hours really to me is a, it applies so well in other ways of our faith. Yeah, it really does. And I think the, um, it was kind of an intuitive uh, discovery for me. We, uh, each year with Totus Tuus, a uh, program in the diocese that goes around and does, uh, faith lessons, catechism lessons for uh, grade school and high school students, one week at a time, one parish at a time. Uh, this, uh, the college students who serve as the totus to his teachers uh, pray the Liturgy of the Hours over the course of the summer, and so we're usually introducing them during our training week to Liturgy of the Hours. And we talk about it a little bit, but it just kind of hit me, you know, the best way to learn is to sit next to someone else who knows it and just to pray and ask questions. Right. And if you think about it, too, for um, or what I thought about, as well as that most monasteries, uh, uh, and convents and abbeys, where men and women in religious orders are praying this on a daily basis, uh, usually in all its fullness, um, the, uh, uh, the way that they learn it is the fact they just got pulled into the community and become a part of the whole in that sense. And uh, you, you get to learn... Uh, how to do it with the community. It's a natural, it just kind of becomes a natural learning process then. Just like how you naturally learned the English language, just by being around others who spoke English. 
I, w- I wasn't thinking necessarily of the spe- specific example of language, but I was thinking of when you, you're, you're born into a family and you learn what it means to be part of that family simply by being part of the family. So yeah. anyway, so um, just as I said, a good opportunity um, just to talk briefly about the, the history and structure of the Liturgy of the Hours. Basically, the Liturgy of the Hours is, uh, it's, it's an official, it's in a sense, the official prayer of the church, apart from the, the sac- or in addition to the sacraments, uh, particularly the Mass, structured around psalms and other, other prayers and readings um, at different times throughout the day. And we can talk about the times in a little bit. But the origins go back um, to the Jewish temple and synagogue practice of coming together as as uh, as faithful uh, Jews uh, at certain times of the day to pray the Psalms, and then um, Father, you were talking about the the general instruction for the liturgy of the hours. Gets into a little bit of this how uh, Jesus, as we know from Scripture, would do that. The apostles and other disciples um, after Pentecost would come together in the temple to pray, and very early on, then with the, the growth of monasticism. Christians would um, sanctify certain times of the day, in a sense, by praying in community, or but even on their own, um, uh, the Psalms from from the sacred scriptures, and then it sort of grew from there over time. Is that a good summary, or anything you want to add to that? I think it's a very good summary, and that again, it was kind of that organic growth. Right. Right. Um, so, so just real quick, then my experience. I had my my conversion, reversion, uh, whatever you want to call it, during college, um, and and when I, um, I think I, I had heard of it or seen other people praying the liturgy of the hours, uh, and I went to Franciscan University of Steubenville. There was a uh, a student um, who lived in the dorm I lived in, um, who would pray it regularly because he was discerning the priesthood, um, and and for me, you know, I. I, I, I love books, but you know most when you read a book, you start on page one. Da, da, da. Well, the, the liturgy of the hours, you don't start on page one, um, and so it confused me because it's a it's a prayer book. Much you know, it's very similar to the 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 sacramentary or well, as we'll be calling it soon, the Roman Missal, where you know different sections are for different things, and so you're flipping from one section to the other, and I couldn't find a good. Um, uh, direction I, and I didn't know, have anybody to do it with so I for a long time I didn't know how to use it I, I got a one volume copy or borrowed somebody's didn't know how to use it at all though but it was through talking with this this young man this fellow's college student learning from somebody else I, I, I came slowly to figure out how the heck you use this darn book um, but again as and I I didn't even think about that as we were just talking about um, how how we learn the the, the faith, life of faith, but that was my experience as well. It was really through somebody else teaching me that I came to understand how you pray the liturgy of the hours myself. So, and I'd say that's pretty uh, pretty true to form in that way. I just of yeah, I was just kind of laughing a bit. Um, it, it's a book that you don't start at the beginning, right? Um, right. Uh, so immediately popped into my head from the sound of music. Let's start at the very beginning, right. a very good place to start. Let's just liturgy the hours of the Mass. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But so, uh, so basic content again, you know, uh, liturgy of the hours, it's psalms and scripture. It's really beautiful scriptural prayer. Yes. It's like when I talk to students that are interested in going a little deeper in their prayer life, we pray morning prayer. 
uh, together here at 8.30 in the morning at uh, the Newman Center. A lot of students will pray night prayer together around 10 o'clock uh, at night. It's funny, you'd just be down uh, in our lounge area around 10 o'clock and just various students will come through. Hey, anyone prayed night prayer yet? No. Okay, we want to go pray. Yeah, let's go pray it and kind of head off. But the heart of, uh, so I tell these people in the morning morning to prayer, this is a great way to do it because when you're praying with Scripture, um, yes, you're praying someone else's words, but you're able to make them your own. Mm. Um, and so uh, as you pray the Psalms, you're used to the Psalms, you used to the language. It gives you a richness and a vocabulary for your own personal prayer that you wouldn't otherwise have. Right. Uh, for example, and then there's little things that just catch your imagination and, and can guide your prayer in a lot of ways. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had heard of the, uh, um, that a, a dear friend of mine, uh, an older gentleman, is uh, quite sick and near death. And I was just filled with some sadness about his sickness and uh, his impending death and um, uh, just kind of crying out to God in my own heart in that moment. And one of the lines from Psalm 43 popped into my head, you know, hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Uh, which is one of the beautiful lines and that we pray in the Psalms on a regular basis. And I didn't know it was Psalm 43. I just knew those words. I knew they were from the Psalm. Right. Because you pray them regularly. Speaking of which, by the way, the, the, the structure of the Liturgy of the Hours um, after Vatican II, at least, um, there, it's a four-week Psalter. So um, four weeks, Sunday through Saturday, obviously, going through it. So you repeat it. So the Psalm, so it's, it's, at least in the heart of it, in many ways, it's repetitive. So, um, as, as you said, Father, it just sort of, as you, as you pray, if, if it's part of your prayer regularly, as it is for you, um, th- those words, those phrases, that vocabulary does just get sort of embedded in your mind and in your heart, hopefully, as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's the, uh, one of the great gifts of it, especially as you, uh, it, can, it can be a little intimidating to look at a book like this, but if you're able to find a community that's already praying it, um, or someone to walk you through it. It can be that great introductory way uh, to get into, uh, to go deeper in the faith in that regard. Right. So just in, in terms of structure, um, the, the, the daily structure of Liturgy of the Hours, there are several hours that are prayed, um, and morning and evening prayer have a particular importance. Um, so, so Father, as you as a priest, you're obliged to pray morning, evening prayer, um, what's called the Office of the Readings, um, and then one of the daytime hours, uh, mid-morning, mid-day, or mid-afternoon, and night prayer as well, correct? Is that? That is correct. Okay. So um, I know now deacons, permanent deacons, um, when they're ordained, they, they are obliged to pray morning and evening prayer as well. Uh, many religious communities, uh, particularly contemplative communities, pray all the hours. Um, and that, again, laity are encouraged to to do whatever they can, but what I, when I was first trying to figure out how to play it, and this is just probably my German nature, okay, morning prayer, what time, <laughs> what time do you, are you supposed to pray morning prayer, okay, mid-morning, what, when is that exactly, yeah. so I, I mean, uh, so how did you, what, what was, how do you, when somebody, if somebody's ever asked you that, how do you answer? Okay, when exactly am I supposed to pray these hours? Or is that yep. just me? I, uh, well, and I, I can have some of those same Germanic tendencies myself. Um, and part of it, too, they're just like, I'm a morning person. And so, like, if I don't pray certain things at certain times, if I don't get certain things done by certain times, I feel like my day is wasted right. as well. Um, I usually try to have office readings, morning prayer done before 9 o'clock. 
So Office of Readings is typically done, usually, that can be done anytime, but it's usually done first thing, right? First thing. It also can be done first thing the night before. There's a Carmelite tradition in that regard, where they pray Office of Readings uh, the, night, the evening before, after evening prayer of the night before. But before night prayer? Sometimes, yes. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and when, when I'm doing certain uh, um, more involved activities in work, um, I will do some things like that to kind of adjust my office to make sure I get it done in a way where I'm somewhat recollected and not incredibly tired and heavy-eyed and heavy and addle-brained. Right, right. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, so I would do, uh, I would say morning prayer at, uh, you know, before 9 o'clock. Uh, midday prayer could be done between 9 and noon. Uh, midday prayer between noon and 3. Mid-afternoon between uh, 3 and 6. Evening prayer anywhere from 5 to 6, 7. Uh, night prayer, you should say around the time you go to bed. Yeah, okay. Um, now, you said that you pray. What, what do you do at the Newman Center there at SDSU? We pray morning. Uh, publicly, we pray morning prayer at a set time of 8.30 each day. And uh, some of us do a holy hour that follows, and then we have night prayer. Um, and that's typically offered around 10 o'clock or so. That's night prayer, but not evening prayer. So it's morning and night that you do. Morning and night prayer, yeah. Because okay. uh, so, we usually have our Mass at 5.30, and people are usually getting ready for that. And I'm usually hearing confessions, and so I don't have to have time to lead evening prayer. Okay. So um, I should say midday prayer, whether you're mid-morning, the daytime prayer, mid-morning, mid-day, mid-afternoon. Those, those hours, as well as night prayer, are a little bit shorter. They don't take as long. But roughly, Father, just when, when you're praying it well, we're not just racing through it. When you're praying it well, roughly how long does it pray, take to pray each of those hours? Uh, office readings, morning prayer, evening prayer, typically take about 10, 15 minutes each. Okay. Uh, depending on, if you're private recitals, usually a little f faster because uh, if you're not saying that loud. Uh, pronouncing the words out loud obviously slows you down. Sure. Unless... Uh, and then uh, the midday hours and night prayer probably each take around five minutes or so, even when uh, recited uh, with in, in community. Now you can always do them with more solemnity on certain occasions in certain places. Okay, so now for myself, um, there have been times in, in the last ten, fifteen years where I've prayed the liturgy of the hours. Um, more regularly it's been part of my prayer other times it hasn't um and i found that one of the temptations when when it has been part of my prayer life is i find myself um instead of praying the hours i tend to i or i have to fight the temptation of just saying the hours in other words, the psalms or the prayers or mm -hmm. or whatever it is um and yeah i just say them instead of pray them. So how, how, do, how have you, um, over the course of your time as a seminarian and now priest, how have you uh, avoided that temptation, practically speaking? What do you do Poorly. to prevent... Poor... <laughs> Good honest answer. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, um, one of the ways, I mean, one, I think just to pronounce it out loud. So find the place where you can pronounce it out loud. I think it's a good way to do it. Um, and then try and make it, too, as those moments of um, as entrance into prayer and some questioning, you know, to look and see what are the, um, if you're familiar with this term, to read it in almost a Lexio-style fashion. 
um, as uh, almost as if a Lexio Divina. Um, and so what does that so, mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, so well, as you read uh, through the text, as you read through it, you know, you look in your heart, in your mind, you're thinking about the words and the lines. What are the places that, um, that capture your attention, you know, in the passage? Um, is it a certain line, a certain phrase, you know, on uh, Tuesday, on Monday morning, week two, the canticle from Sirach chapter 36 always kind of captures my attention. And there's a line there that says, have you, as you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. You know, uh, and so what does that mean? What is that God calling me to in that? How am I called to show forth his holiness and um, kind of leading you to some of those spiritual questions, those wonderings, and to just really engage the Lord in your heart with that? If that makes some sense? It does. It does. Okay. So sort of a Lexio reading is a good, a good way to um, make sure you're praying as opposed to just saying it. Um, yep. I think it's great advice. And, and do you is do you have any other advice, or would that be the best way to go about it? I think it's well a good solid way to go about it. I think another thing that I like to do, and now mind you, this is because I've had some good examples given to me again, but is to sing the hour, mm. um, uh, to sing the office. And here, you know, I've already got tones or ideas uh, in my my head and my heart uh, just from uh, my time in the seminary. Some. Some that are very uh, beloved and dear to me from uh, from night prayer, from evening prayer, uh, different things. And, and, and I might not chant the whole thing, but I might just chant uh, a part of it, like the, uh, the, can uh, the gospel canticles that are in morning prayer, evening prayer, and night prayer. Um, and also, and you could do it yourself if you wanted to, if you're someone who's getting into the Liturgy of the Hours, just seeing them in what they call a... Um, I believe in Latin they might call it a rector tonum, uh, but I'm not uh, quite exact on that. But it just means in a simple tone, on the same tone. And so uh, instead of uh, modulating your voice at different points or inflecting your voice, you're just simply, um, Oh God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting, and so forth. Gotcha. And so, which just gives a little more of that sung character again, a little more solemnity, a little more importance, engaging your senses and your appetites a little more. Okay. Um, I was going to, a couple things came to mind that I want to ask you. I guess sort of maybe a little bit tangential, but um, what if what if somebody's already, say somebody's reading the readings for Mass and they're doing Lexio with that. Mm -hmm. um, but then they also feel that they want to add liturgy to the hours. But like, Father, it's too much. I don't want to. I, I don't want to take on too much and then stop doing anything. So, how do I pick and choose which liturgy of the hours to do? If this were a layperson, what advice would you give? Um, I mean, like, I guess to clarify your question there, Doctor Bergwall. Yes, sir. You mean an either or, either lexio or liturgy of the hours? Or are you saying like maybe just what's one hour I could jump into? What's one hour I could jump into? I'd say night prayer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because most of us usually like to say some sort of prayers before we go to bed, and it's very beautiful—a uh, very beautiful sense of entrusting yourself to the Lord and the Psalms that are there. Um. And it's simple enough that you can master it pretty quickly. And I think that's why a lot of our students like it. Plus, I love five-minute devotions. We feel like you've done something significant in five minutes or less. 
Amen. That's why I like reciting the Divine Mercy Chaplet. <laughs> not a Divine Mercy Chaplet singer. Gotcha. Much to the pain and agony of some of my students here. Yes. So now, now, so this thing about praying it in terms. Okay, well, where do I get this? And first of all, you you can find, um, I think, online some of the 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 basic hours. You could print them off, but. Most of us, I think, if, if, if this is something that you really feel called to or you're really interested in, uh, you'd probably want to get uh, uh, the book form of Liturgy of the Hours. Um, of course, priests and religious uh, have the four-volume set, which has all of the hours, including in the Office of Readings. Um, but there's a one-volume version. It's, uh, it's um, published. The, the name on the book spine is Christian Prayer. But it, it's, it's got everything except for the Office of Readings. Uh, and I think for most for most lay people, uh, wouldn't you say, Father, that the one-volume set that doesn't have everything but the Office of Readings is probably sufficient? I'd say so. Even the shorter Christian prayer, which is a real thin volume as well, would be a great jump starter. So the shorter Christian prayer, if I recall correctly, that's got morning and evening prayer. And does it have night prayer as well? Do you know? Yes. Okay. So yeah, if you just to get into it, that'd be a good uh, a good way. I know that the one volume has the different for for every if there's a feast day or a, a memorial for a particular saint, the one volume does have those prayers for that the proper prayers for those feasts and memorials and so on. The shorter Christian prayer doesn't, but again, as you said, particularly for night prayer, that doesn't really usually play in at all, play a role. So this maybe the, the, the shorter Christian prayer will be a good starting point for somebody who's interested in sort of just dipping their toe in the water, so to speak. Yes? Yep. Okay. Um, and then in terms of, of learning it, I mean... If it maybe you're, for most of us don't live near um, a religious community, but most of us live near a priest. Would you, would you say that you could maybe talk to uh, your your parish priest just to get a little primer or primer, as the case may be, on how to pray liturgy of the hours? I think it certainly could. Um, just and you can and just gauge uh, gauge your question in the appropriate manner. I think knowing your own priest and what his obligations are. And I haven't uh, actually done this, but I'm guessing that there's probably some online tutorials, maybe even videos on how to go about it um, that you might want to check. But because I haven't looked that up yet, uh, I'm not going to give that a carte blanche. Yes, Father? I'm just doing a Google search right now. Okay, very good. Looks like there are a couple hits on things like that. Now, I haven't, we have not reviewed them. And so... Um, but anyways, yeah, that that might be a, an option. Um, one thing I think, if if any listeners like me, I was really concerned about doing it incorrectly, doing it wrong. Um, any advice if you're apprehensive about starting because you're you have that concern? Be, don't be afraid to uh, to do it badly. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to offend not, God or the church. But. I was going to say it's not sinful if you're trying to figure out a prayer liturgy of the hours and you do it incorrectly. Uh, there's, there's, no, I right. mean, you're you're praying the psalms and the prayers of the church. So, yeah, be not afraid, as JP two may have said. So, all right, Father. Anything else that uh, you think is worth sharing or telling? people about Liturgy of the Hours. 
I, I just a general encouragement that if you've never, uh, this might be a good thing maybe to prepare since we're at the beginning of November, to prepare for for Advent. If you want to do something a little extra for Advent, be involved with the Liturgy of the Hours. Or maybe ask your priest if he would teach you how to lead it. You know, and maybe you could be the one leading it and offering at your parish during uh, Advent. Maybe you'd offer night prayer on Sunday nights at 9 or 10 o'clock in your church. You know, and if uh, your pastor would teach you how to do it. And so. That's a great idea. Yeah, definitely. Uh, good, good, good recommendation to be thinking um, as, as Advent begins at the end of this month um, about uh, some spiritual practice to take up. That's something, a uh, topic for another podcast, uh, what to do for Advent. But anyway. All right, and I think and the other thing I'd say is, um, particularly if this is something that uh, if if you're a, a layperson who's not obliged to this, um, it's something it, pray about how to pray the liturgy of the hours, and, and, and not not in the sense of um, how to actually do it, but what hours you're called to take on. I think sometimes depending where we are in a prayer life, uh, I know I have bitten off more than I've could chew it at different times so don't necessarily just jump in um, unless you really feel this is something that God is definitely calling you to yes no but in some ways God is calling you right. because the church encourages all the faithful to uh, pray and encounter the liturgy of the hours but whether it's the right time and the right place for you to do it right now is another prudential question but yes God is calling you Amen. in some way well said all right. Well, that's it for this week, and I'll give Father the uh, Father. You can say the dismissal. <laughs> the podcast is ended. Go in peace. <laughs>